construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, welcome everybody to the Flagstick Podcast, uh, presented uh, again this week by Adidas, introducing the Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Fent Footwear to help golfers handle the heat this season. Uh, The collection features a mix of silhouettes for men and women made with heat-ready and no-show technology to keep golfers cool and dry so they can perform their best. Both the ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and selected retailers worldwide. Um, Jumping right off the top with the jumping again, make sure (laughs) that you're following across all social media networks on Instagram, X. Facebook, subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much wherever you get your normal podcasts. Uh, We really encourage you to hit up our YouTube channel, subscribe there, like us, click the notification bell, and make sure that you never miss a single episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm Jeff Botter. This is, uh, as always, my my right-hand man, Scott McLeod, with me. Good day. Uh, I what are you to, laughing about? Well, I had to laugh. At, well, I was laughing kind of as I was. I had to be careful because the I'm reading the Adidas uh, uh, sponsor thing, and I'm saying to handle the heat this season is so freaking heat. hot. I know it's, it's hot like right if there's now. if there's ever a time, a shameless plug. If there's ever a time to get out and get some of this Adidas apparel, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with the uh, for the Ultimate 365 Tour apparel. <laughs> Right now would be a great time because the heat that we're dealing with right now, I'd wear anything that kept me cooler, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I, so I, I was, have... I said, I said it started snickering because I wanted to yeah. say, and now, you know, and it, I didn't want to interrupt the commercial part of it, but it was funny because it's so dang hot right now. I was having some flashbacks there too about uh, going and testing their fleece and fairways products last year in Whistler. Oh, and, yes. And all of a sudden, you know, we're expecting it's late September. We're expecting sort of, you know, cooler weather, maybe some rain or whatever. And it was the same sort of deal. It was like 27, 28 degrees. And you're like trying on fleece pants. And, and it wasn't exactly ideal. It's not their fault. It's not their, it's not their fault. fault. You can't predict the weather. No. I mean, you, you can't plan that far ahead. No. Uh, obviously, they would have known a few days out that it wasn't going to be what they were expecting it to be. But oh yeah. my god, that the the opposite of that would be trying to you know test out some shorts, some shorts, and some some stuff to keep to keep you cooler. It's yeah. freaking ten degrees out or some stupid thing. It, it, it is what it cold. is. But hey, but hey, you know what? I think a lot of people are happy right now with the the heat, whatever it is. At least you know we're, it's not snowing, and you can get out there and enjoy some uh, late season golf. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't know how long that's going to last for. It could no. uh, could be the, the way the weather's been going these days. I mean, who knows? We could be we could be getting this weather until friggin' the week before Christmas. <laughs> who I the heck knows? I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't be upset, but I knows? wouldn't be upset in the least. You know, <laughs> we, we, we'll see. Already made the determination. There's not going to be an, an an ODR this year, so I don't even have to worry about putting up the boards in the fall. So if it uh, wants to stay this warm until till December, well, then great. I'll play golf. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, we were talking about it, I guess, last night. I mean, uh, a lot of people that are trying to get into the rinks right now you can't even get into the <laughs> rinks. They're, they're not even, a lot of them are nope. not even operating in, in eastern Ontario, at least. Uh, just, you know, a little bit too, too much work for the compressors, a little bit too hot within the, uh, you know, within the environment. So, uh, yeah, kind of kind of an odd thing, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. I was, as I was saying, I was supposed to 
do evaluations for the uh, rep program here in uh, in the big metropolis of Metcalf and uh, showed up and there was nobody in the parking lot. I'm like, I'm supposed to be here 15 minutes before this thing starts. There's nobody in the parking lot. What looks, Am I at the wrong rink? <laughs> looks like a big indoor pool. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it was. I mean, I mean, yeah. I remember the old days at the Minto, the Minto Arena on Lancaster Road there where the, uh, the Auto Athletic Club used to be. And we had, uh, I always used to book the little studio pad in there. For, yeah. for Did you ever get fog in there? Fog. We got. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. were times we'd go in there, and there'd literally be they'd flood the ice, and and yeah. there'd be literally water still sitting on the ice during the yeah. whole session. The goalies hated it because they're flopping around in the oh, crease, yeah. and the thing is full it's of water. <laughs> just not like because it, yeah. it just can't handle summer. Yeah. I mean, we like having our rinks year round, but yeah, the compressors I mean, have to work overtime when it's this. Yeah, hot. a lot of the modern rinks are usually okay. It's usually yeah. some of the older ones. I can remember the old Memorial Center in in uh, in Belleville. I remember going in there in the springtime and it just looked like a big steam thing from the jungle or whatever. And you're thinking, why, why the rainforest cafe? You? Yeah, pretty much. They, they should have just converted it to that. So uh, anyway, so what's All going right. on today? Well, we got a good uh, show. I say that every week, we but do. we do have a good show because we always do have a good show. And if it's not a good show, we make it a good show. Um, the front nine uh, this week, we're going to uh, get caught up on a little bit of news. Yep. Some, uh, some turn tournament seasons winding down a little bit. Um, as we get into the September month and the the fall time, so we're going to wrap up a few things there. Uh, we're going to get out to the um, um, lesson going to get lesson T uh, with Kevin and Jake Hame. Uh, we'll we'll do that near the at the end of the front nine, and on the back nine, we're going to talk about travel. We're going to discuss mm. the Sandhills regions of North Carolina, the Pinehurst area, uh, some highlights, advice, and trips. Uh, and whatnot, because uh, we have spent some time down there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Should be a fun conversation for people Definitely. to listen to and, and somewhat informative. Um, but uh, let's jump onto the front nine presented by Metcalf Golf Club. A natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Golf season is here. Uh, so don't uh, don't wait. Uh, keep saving. Uh, yep. Buy your uh, game packs. Big time game packs. Buy those game packs and get ready to hit the first tee. To get those, visit MetcalfGolf.com and shop for them now. Um, okay, Scotty Mac. Yes, sir. Uh, on the front nine, let's jump. Let's start start off. We're jumping. You're still jumping. No, I, 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 I we're gonna have to. It's gonna be like a swear jar. We're gonna have a jump. No, jar. I'll go broke. <laughs> we're gonna have a jump jar for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had an, I, and I still should have. And obviously, I say obviously too much. That is my bugaboo throughout four bugaboo. million, four million interviews and four million podcasts that I've done. I say that word too too often, so I work hard on that. But uh, jump is your deal. That's for a sure. Jump jar. Okay, well, we'll see if I can't work on a jump jar for the All next right. episode and see how much money <laughs> better, I can better make it a it. small amount or can yeah, be expensive. <laughs> exactly. Um, the uh, OVJ uh, Junior OVJ Cup. Yeah. Um, it uh, it kicked out kicked off on uh, Saturday. Yep. And um, at the Royal Ottawa Golf Club on the Royal Nine, I was there. Oh, were you? I was there, but I wasn't covering it. Uh, <laughs> I was playing the Royal Ottawa. Nice. Sorry, it? sorry. Yeah. I uh, I boycotted my duties as a mag as a uh, as a magazine slash website publisher for the. Uh, forget the kids. I'm playing. Yeah, there you go. That was the U uh, 13s and then the U yes. nineteens. Uh, uh, they also played as well. 
at they were at Carlton and I forget yeah. where they were their second one. But anyways, whatever whatever the case, um, yeah, uh, obviously the season wrapping up there for the Ottawa Valley Golf Association. Uh, if people want to check out the winners for those particular events, the U thirteens and nineteens, you can go on to flagstick.com. But uh, we'll just share the season long point winners. Good idea. Uh, thanks to thanks to Jim Davidson who uh, you know uh, got those over to us. Uh, junior girls was Antonia Ho from uh, Ottawa Hunt. Another <laughs> she wins a lot. Uh, juvenile girls uh, Xinyao Zhang, another good winner uh, from Rivermead. Bantam girls was Amelia McFarland from Ottawa Hunt. Uh, Pee Wee girls was Olivia Pattison. These are really familiar names. Are getting more familiar. Winning a lot of trophies this year's on on various events. She's uh, plays out at Colonnade. Uh, junior boys. Uh, we know this guy. This guy, yes, sir. Well, Shane Stanley. Congrats to Shane and playing out of Carlton. Still too bad, Shane, that we had to kick your butt. Yeah, second uh, half smuggled. of the dynamic duo that didn't get it done against the old guys. <laughs> Look at us picking on kids. Uh, juvenile boys, uh, boys uh, Hogan Play uh, out of Camelot. Obviously, we know him very well, uh, or at least his dad for sure. Uh, Bantam boys, Michael Bavone uh, at Royal Ottawa, you know, had a great season. This kid's been playing very well, as has Jack Sample, who won the peewee boys out of rivermead he had an outstanding season so congrats to the uh, year-long winners for the obj junior cup wonderful yeah um hogan hogan blaze dad mark uh longtime yep. member of the pga of ottawa um actually i believe is back in the pga of ottawa after regaining his amateur status for a short period of time and and actually played in the flagstick open a few years a bunch of years back so uh Congratulations to uh, to all of those uh, season-long point winners. And uh, maybe with this point win, Shane will get some motivation to for next year to play play better when he's real <laughs> guys. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Shane. We're not picking on you. Yeah. Uh, intersectionals. I think we got yes. we, we're kind of done with this now, right? Like this is uh um OVJ, yes. OVJ intersectionals have now completed the senior, yep. the OVJ senior women's intersectionals are done in Team Highlands. Yes. Repeat, repeat victory yes, uh, in uh, Division A. Now, there are more divisions. Uh, and oh, yeah. yes, we do kind <laughs> of only sort of throw out the announcement of who won Division A right now, but there's a lot of other divisions, and you can check those all out uh, uh, at uh, flagstick.com. I actually had a phone call yesterday or maybe the day before from somebody asking about certain divisions, divisions. that we hadn't reported on, and I just kind of explained, you know, we we wait for that information We're at the finish. Mercy. We have that information. Yep. We get it up, and we have the full results up there. And and yep. uh, if we're if we're waiting for any divisions to report that aren't in there yet, they'll be up as soon as we get them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, it's a it's a long process during that day, and yeah. you know, again, we're always thankful for everybody who reaches out and, and uh, gets stuff to us. Um, you know, we do have to do a little bit of work chasing some of that stuff, and some yeah, well. of it we don't always get. I think we're short still two division winners and four division results for that one but i'm sure uh sherry thompson and the team will have that over soon and we can get that filled in exactly and the um kingston quinty uh intersectionals are kind yeah. of they're, they're winding down as well but yeah. but uh the men's division a intersectionals trillium wood repeated uh, they as did. the men's a division yeah, uh, they played at uh, Briar Fox on uh, 27th of August, uh, beat out Camden Brays. Uh, Briar Fox was third there, and then Amherst was 18th, uh, 18, had 18 points there for four, so they'll be going down. Uh, Rivendell will be going up from section two. Uh, there's still some uh, results we'll still have yet to post, and there's still some, uh, the senior 
Amends is still yet to go. I think that's this weekend. Uh, so we'll get some of that stuff up there. I know uh, I'll say hi to Blair, Blair Harris right now, who helps hmm. out and gets communications out for that. He mentioned he uh, heard us talking about him on the podcast last week. Um, and now but, he's hearing know, us talk about him on the podcast exactly, again this week. <laughs> exactly. So thank you, Blair, for getting those. Uh, if people want to run down of all the sections, uh, we've got photos and results. We have that up on the on the website as well. And, uh, you know, we'll venture to get more of those out as soon as we get them in. Awesome. Awesome. Um, a very long time running, long running event in Cornwall, the 66th, 66th annual Cornwall Open um, yeah. took place. And um, it's kind of a, a pro amateur uh, type event so there is a pro or an open division and then there's an amateur division um, and then there's uh, b and c and seniors and yeah, all that kind of stuff as well so it's a very big it's a labor um, day tradition exactly it's been going on for 66 years um uh, martin plant of uh, yep. balmoral was the low pro with 567 um, yeah nice round there. very yeah and significant uh his round too is actually his front nine was 37 so think about that. Six six birdie thirty on the back nine to end up winning by one. Um, so pretty impressive there for Martin. He just won uh just won over just over twenty two hundred dollars in that one. Had a nice looking nice. uh field for that. Again, those are results that uh, we have all posted up at flagstick.com. And a very familiar name in A. I'll let you read that one. Out. Musty. Yeah. Uh, A division, Robert Mustard with a smooth 69. Yep, um, musty, come back to the open, Musty. Yeah. We miss exactly. you. We haven't seen you in a couple of years. We want you back. So. I know he's a busy boy with, uh, you know, kids and family and stuff. But, uh, yeah, another another good win from him. Um, not too many players under par on the amateur side of it. Um, but uh, certainly, you know, some, some fine play there, a decent field. And then uh, if people want complete scoring as well for the mix, the BC – uh, and the senior divisions, we have that all up at flagstick.com. Um, yeah, an another event happening over the Labor Day weekend. People think, I, I I think they think on Labor Day weekend, I had a couple of people messaging me, oh, are you doing this? Are you doing that? They think we just got like our feet up uh, on every weekend. People have to understand that on, on things like Sundays, for an mm -hmm. example, uh, you know, despite the fact that maybe I'll sneak out in the morning and play golf. If there's tournament golf on, most of those results are coming in at nighttime. Uh, same for this uh, on the on the Monday. So we we obviously try to venture to get it up there as quickly as possible because otherwise we get the phone calls uh, and the messages yeah. and, the, and the DMs. Um, so obviously, as soon as we can get those results, you know, we kind of get them up there. But uh, you know. Thanks. Thanks to everyone who uh, helped out and getting those results to us as well. Exactly. Now, uh, down at Brockville, uh, at the Brockville Country Club, um, another very long uh, standing event. The 30th annual Friends of Palliative Care Tournament uh, took place at the Brockville Country Club. Yep. And uh, it raised $325,000 yeah. for yeah. Brockville General Hospital. Yeah. That is an incredible number. Think about that for one day. That's insane. That is yeah. an incredible number. Um, yeah. And of course, uh, uh, there's so many people involved in in making that event happen. And uh, we're just uh, we're, we're so glad to see. I mean, I'm my Brockville's my original hometown. For those that have been listening to the podcast and know that Brockville is my original mm -hmm. hometown, um, so it's exciting to see this it really is and yeah. that that's just an, an incredible high number 
Yeah, I mean, it's great. Um, you know, you see a lot of charity events and obviously they're all, you know, worthy causes. Um, you know, as you said, longstanding tournaments, some have struggled over the years, but this mm -hmm. one hasn't. And, yeah. and really it's because of the chairs, it's people behind it. Um, you know, it's just the community. They realize how important it is because, you know, eventually, uh, unfortunately, a lot of us will have to make use of that, um, you know, facility and, um, you know, the fact that 270 golfers would come out, all those sponsors within the community, um, you know, a lot of them just longstanding uh, supporters, you know, mm -hmm. they, 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 they look forward to that every year to come out and, and for them to be able to raise that amount of money. I mean, kudos obviously to, to BCC for, for hosting and the whole team there and the many, many volunteers. I was digging through some of the pictures that uh, they had available and man, there were so many volunteers. Yeah. And actually, you know, what was really neat. The volunteers have, they don't, it doesn't say volunteers. What, what do you think it says across there? They have these vests on, it says friends, mm -hmm. which is great. You know, it's that's, not just volunteers, cool, yeah. it's friends. I mean, and that's really what it's about. It's people that are, are, um, you know, friends of, of this environment and, and they want to make sure that it does well and they're there raising money. Um, so fantastic to them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Way to go. Way to go. Way uh, to go. One other quick note that's not on there. Uh, the Camelot Pro-Am just wrapped up. Jake Bryson actually had a, from Dunrobin actually had his first pro win there. 68 out Good there. For Jake. I will note, man, I think the top four were all touring pros, which, you know, probably not great for us club pros trying to play the pro-hams but uh, but uh yeah there was a number that were there more guys that are, are playing more on a local level uh ty salone uh who actually just won the east coast pro tour uh yeah. money list for the second time in a row uh was in the mixer as well uh mac boucher craig stefferik um yeah a few guys there i think lee curry finished sixth i think he was probably top among the uh the club pro guys that were there way to go Nice yeah. job. Nice job, Jake. Yeah, I'm sure he was excited to get that win. What did he shoot? 68. Whew. Yeah, some good golf. And it's good golf. I think they had a beautiful I think they had a beautiful day. It was nice and hot. I think that was either I think that was on Tuesday. So Okay, cool. All right. Yep. All right. Well, um, what we want to do here is we want to head out. We want to head out to the lesson team. You didn't jump. Wanna, no, see, you put it in the freaking jump jar. Um <laughs> Before we break, we're going to head out to the Lesson T presented by the Kevin Haim Golf School. It's always the right time to play better, whether you need private lessons or a better short game, some putting help, or custom club fitting. Visit KevinHaim.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun. So let's head on out to the Lesson T and see what uh, Kevin and uh, son Jake have in store for us this week. Happy Tip Tuesday, golfers. Pretty good, Jake. in the hole, that a boy. Uh, way to go. So, Jake, today we're helping people with their putting. Yeah. Clearly, you don't need the help. Uh, let's talk about what we're doing here. This setup we use for our clinics, our camps, with our coaching competitors, uh, basically to help them visualize and to help them read putts. So, just explain a little bit about our setup here. Yeah, the basic idea, everybody, is every putt is a straight putt. You just want to be hitting straight at the hole. What you want to have is a target in the distance that you aim at. And basically, if you hit that target properly, the ball should fall off that line. And this is a great visual representation of that. Yeah, I love that. So we, we're not thinking about the hole at all. A lot of beginners do that. They maybe aim at the hole, try to push the, push the putter out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we see that all the time. So yeah. this is your aiming point, if you will. And you'll see it's about two feet up. So we find that. And then we set the little, 
you know, the line the golf ball should should roll on. And you'll notice when you look at this, Jake, that the ball stays quite straight for quite a while, almost almost upwards of half the putt here. It may work off the line a little bit, but it's going to react to gravity as it's slowing down, right? Yeah, depending on how much curve there is, the ball will start moving at different points. But when the ball's moving the quickest, it's gonna fight gravity better. And that's why most putts, everybody, will do most of their breaking close to the hole. So for that logic, it's actually really important to pay attention to what's happening at the hole when you read your putts, much more than it's important to understand what's happening when you're setting up to the golf ball. Well, this is about a 15 footer, and for the first 10 feet, the ball has only fallen maybe five inches off the line, and then we get to two feet in the last few feet, right? So it really dives as, as it's losing its momentum, which is important to see. The other thing I will talk to good players about, Jake, is actual actually finding where that kind of flow point is, if you will. I don't like people aiming at an apex point because they'll tend to hit it too short then. But I yeah. will, with better players, walk the line and say, now what do you think's going to happen here? At what point will the ball react to gravity and start flowing? So this is our whole world here, hitting a straight putt at this. But I think it's really important to visualize what might happen. That's why you see so many pros everybody on Instagram or any kind of social media platform or even when you're watching the broadcast kind of simulating this visual using strings or tape on the greens. We're trying to practice making sure we're comfortable at hitting the ball at an intended target, hitting the putt on that start line and if we get the pace right and we run our putt properly it will fall into the hole. Yeah from there. the planning and the visualizing the artistic part of it is really important yeah. and then the rhythm of the stroke and the feel to make the ball do what we saw here. Clearly you're pretty good at it. Well done Jake. That was a good putt. There it is, everyone. If you're not going to set up a workstation like this, at least start visualizing your putts like this. But the most important thing is find your aiming line and then set up square to that. You'll make more putts. Visualize, Scott. Visualize. It's important. You got it. Take heed of that, uh, that little bit of instruction and... Uh, um, Keep working on your game. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's only September. You can work on your golf game all year long. Uh, I think too many people think the only time to work on their golf game is April, uh, just before they get to head out to the the golf course. But I can tell you, the best students are working on their their game, their technique, every part of their game all year long. Exactly. If you want to improve, then you must practice. Mm, yes. You know, you must practice. You don't improve simply by playing. By playing, you ingrain the same mistakes that you've always been making because you're focusing <laughs> yeah, more sure. on scoring than you are yeah. on swinging the golf club. Um, and that is my non-golf professional instruction tip for today. Maybe Thanks, Kevin Jeff. wants to hire me. <laughs> um, okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to dive into some golf travel, Pinehurst, Sandhill region. You're going to love it because we've been there and uh, we loved it too. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. Adidas introduces the Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Vent Footwear to help golfers handle the heat this season. Both the ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and selected retailers worldwide. And welcome back, everybody, to the Flagstick Podcast. Uh, with uh, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Uh, we are going to uh, get into our back nine. And our back nine presented this week by Castleview Golf Club. 
Only a short 25-minute drive from Ottawa, this 18-hole layout is renowned for superb conditions and unsurpassed service, making it a must-play in the National Capital Region. 5, 10, and 20-round packages are available. Visit castleview.com for more information and to get yourself some of them packages. You got it. All right, Scott. Scotty Mac. I love this familiar destination. little golf travel. Yeah. Golf travel chat. I think we're going to have a bunch this year. I mean, nah, I think so. there's, there's a lot of destinations. Uh, we've got uh, a few guests that are willing to come on and talk about some different places. But yeah, uh, a place to start. I think it sounds like they're willing to, the guests, guests willing to come on. Willing to come like on. It's like, like it's some kind of uh, torture. Scary, or scary torture thought, torturous no, no, thought. It's like, no, no, I, no. I don't know if I want to go on that. Sometimes we want to hear, sometimes we want to hear voices besides ours. So, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but we're going to head down to discuss. No jumping. No. See, that's, I've made it through. See, see stop bringing it up. You stop bringing it up. I, I might mean, not talk about it. I, I'm poking at you like the uh, the jar. I know because you probably want the jar coming, and you think yeah. the money is going to belong to you. <laughs> the jump jars for me. I put the money in the you jump jar, jump. and then I keep it. Yeah, you just said jump. I know. Anyways. The jar. So what are we talking about? What, we're talking what? about Pinehurst. <gasps> we're talking about the Sand Hills region, uh, home let's, of let's, American golf. This is it. This is it. And this is a place where we have been um, multiple times. Multiple times. And um, man. Yeah. It's you know, special. It is a special place in, in a number of in a number of ways. Obviously, yeah, definitely. we think about Pinehurst, we think about Pinehurst Resort. We think about right. the of course. the uh the as one, as one person at, called it, it's the elephant <laughs> in the area. But yeah, yes. like it's it's there. Water. There here it is. And it's um I mean the experience of going there, and I know I know that there's more uh there's more there at the resort than there was the last time that we were oh, there. Yeah, for sure. But the experience and I've been, that, and I've been there since you, yes, you were you last there. So yeah. Um the experience of what we did the first time we went down there. Mm-hmm. And where we played, you know, at all, that time we eight played golf all courses. eight golf yeah. courses yeah. at Pinehurst that time. Yeah. We stayed at the Carolina Resort. Mm-hmm. Um and we were playing two a days, mm-hmm. and just the, just that whole experience of what you know. Once we got there uh, to the resort, and we were there, we we never went to our car again. The rest no. of the the rest of the time there. Now, when we ventured off into the Aberdeen area and and kind of got into yeah. some of the other courses off site, uh, yeah. we we went to different hotels and, and stayed in different places. But when we were at the resort, basically, it was just like. Shuttle, yeah. shuttle, shuttle, yeah, shuttle, much, shuttle. It's much like St. Andrews in the in that way. You know, you just get there and then you just you are immersed in the area and you're yeah. not, you know, you're not running around, as you said, jumping in the car, going here and there. So you just sort of feel like you're you're kind of living there. And you know, what sort of prompted this obviously it's a popular area, so it's it, it makes it uh, one to talk about. But uh Pinehurst number 10, their 10th golf course. Um, their 10th full-length golf course, I should say, because obviously they have a short course in, in the cradle, uh, is opening. They announced the uh, the date uh, for opening is early April next year, uh, which will coincide as well with uh, them hosting the 2024 U.S. Open on Pinehurst number two. So that's a Tom Doak uh, course at Pinehurst number 10. The on-site architect is actually, uh, and the lead there is Angela Mosier, uh, which is kind of really cool. And that is actually 
over in the Aberdeen area, um, but the piece of property that's over there. But, you know, that sort of just sparked my reinvestigation of, oh, let's look at the Sandhills region because, man, it's so good. And you know, I, I, I sense, you know what I sense? I, I, I sense something happening here, Scott. <laughs> what do you say? I sense something happening here as, you, as we talk about the opening of Pinehurst number 10 yeah. in April. Um, I sense. I sense the, a, the want? A, a, re, a I sense a visit. <laughs> I, I sense a a. Uh, uh, we have to. I feel like we have to to dive in and go back and see. So many years later, journalistic responsibility. It, I, I believe that it. it is our journalistic responsibility to inform the people, <laughs> and we can't we can't rightfully inform uh, the people in, in a correct way without first first-hand experience and enough. knowledge of of the current situation fair so enough. i i i see i see maybe a few phone calls a few plans <laughs> they, you know something big uh, uh anyway. and there's a lot of stuff going on there obviously there the uh the usga has got a, a new headquarters that's that's uh, being open uh up down there um you know, as I said, I've been there since you were, but I mean, that's still like, uh, I think my last trip there was four years ago, five years ago, um, just as the cradle was getting open. Uh, but I, I think the big thing here is to start out and talk about, you know, Pinehurst Resort is obviously the root of everything in that Sand Hills, that region, mm -hmm. you know, opening in 1895, um, you know, and obviously developed into an iconic place where, you know, so many championships and everything has been held. Um, and, and there's a lot to do with that. Not everybody's going to be able to afford to stay there. Um, but there is a lot of other golf that's around there. In fact, over 40 golf courses within 15 miles. Uh, and so when we talk about Pinehurst, we're really talking about that region. And people should know that, you know, um, just because they all of a sudden Google the Pinehurst Resort and go, Ooh, okay, maybe, maybe that's not, maybe I'm not staying there for five nights. Uh, and maybe I'm not playing number two every day. You know, it is sort of a once in a lifetime sort of thing. Understand that there's a lot more to it than that. And if, yes. if you actually go to that home of golf website that they have, it lists a lot more things. And, you know, really what I wanted to get into here a little bit is, is kind of what your impressions were. The first time I know what mine are and I know what they've been in supplementary visits or whatever, but you know, what is it that makes Pinehurst special in your, your brain? You tell me. Wow. <laughs> God, there's so many things that made it special. I, I just, I, I, I guess going back to um, it's, it's not like a, like your normal resort. It's like it's Pinehurst is a town. Mm -hmm. Do you know yes. what I mean? So like it's it, it, when you go to a golf resort, uh, you go to the resort, there may be multiple golf courses around. Uh, there's restaurants on the resort and stuff like that. If you're, you've got that feeling of I'm staying in a, in a really, really nice hotel with mm -hmm. golf courses around me. When you go to Pinehurst, it's not just about the Carolina, like that part yeah. of it. That's one aspect of it. But when you're in the town, the golf yeah. courses and, are, and it's a village. Course. We should say, yeah. town even makes it sound bigger. Yeah, it's small. It is. It is a and there's shops, little place. There's yeah. little shops and 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 there's there's little restaurants and there's boutiques and it gets mm -hmm. it's and there's there's Pubs dwellings and, and yeah, like it's just it's a it's a it's a it's a feeling that you get when you're there that just you know you're you're kind of like walking through i mean it reminds me a little bit and it's even i think it's even a little smaller than this but when you around here when you go to westport yeah 
yeah, yeah. And you walk into and you're in Westport and it's 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 cottage country and there's the lake and there's a couple of everybody, golf courses everybody's there. relaxed, everybody's yeah, everyone's just time. chill. There's a marina yep. and whatnot. Like you're just kind of like everyone's just chill. That's what yep. it's like. You just you're yep. just so chill, so relaxed. So I think it's it's probably back. because people are just happy to be there, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I was that happy as far to be there. Yeah, I mean, they're they're excited to be there, and and you know, I think it's one of those places that you know, if people think about a dream of what a golf village would look like, you know, obviously we talk about seeing yeah. lots of different places or whatever, but it, it's one of those where you step in, you're like, is this real? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's driving in there. Think, yeah. Then the golf courses themselves. I mean, you just see them from the yeah. roadway. Right. And, and and there's so much of it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, there's so soon to be 10, mm-hmm. uh, not including just the, short, the, the short course at the cradle. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's, um, that's my my big thing. The other big impression I had, obviously, the Carolina was a uh, was a very just again the laid back nature of it, the, mm-hmm. the rocking chairs on the porch, and the slow spinning fans, and the putting green out there, and you know the uh, the yeah. um, the the little the bars, Ryder like, Cup just, lounge, yeah, the yeah. Ryder Cup lounge, like everything about it was just like, yeah, you know, you show up and you just exist for. In our case, I think we were there for. That what, time, yeah, I forget how. Many, I, can't I forget how. No, we were at least that that time because we we played. I think it was four and a half days just to yeah. play the eight, um, and then you know, like I said, I've been back for multiple trips when, on various lengths of time and so forth. But you're right; you you don't think of anything else. It's just yeah. it's just golf. It's just purity as far as the golf is concerned. And and you know, you've got the history there. And I, I should say as well. I mean, one of the points here. Um, I've stopped into the town where I haven't mm-hmm. played golf. I've gone off course to go there. Well, let's say it's not on a major highway. Um, you know, you're, but, but the thing is, is that you can actually go through there and just go through the village. You can, uh, do a clubhouse tour, which people should do if they're staying there, but mm-hmm. even if they're driving through or driving nearby and you're a golfer, you could stop there and park and, you know, it's not like it's, you know, not New York city. There's not a meter running or whatever like no. this. You just you just park, go into the the massive clubhouse, um, which is the center of the 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 main part of the facility mm-hmm. as far as the courses, and then, you know, you can walk through and see the trophies, the memorabilia, the the photographs. You could have lunch at the Donald Ross Grill. You could have, uh, you know, you could have a drink at the Deuce, which is their their patio, their bar that now overlooks the the whole or um, course number two, the eighteenth hole. Um, you can do that without staying there. Yeah. And that's that's a cool part. And they really welcome people there. And, you know, I think it's only going to get even better there. Uh, the World Golf Hall of Fame is relocating there. They've just closed at, at Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit before they, they get faci- that facility open there. But originally it was. The World Golf Hall of Fame used to be uh, in the Pinehurst area. And now it's returning there, which is fabulous. So I, I think it's just becoming a stronger and stronger mecca uh for golf and you know there's a lot of canadians there it's a popular spot in the shoulder season i'm not saying you should be heading there in the dead of december or january Uh, that might that might be a little risky it is north carolina after all um but certainly at the shoulder part of the season and the early part of the year it's definitely a spot that you know should be on your bucket list and uh, for us we're in eastern ontario in canada um it's about 1400 kilometers from here so about a 14 hour drive um you know people can break that up 
if they want to fly, they can, you know, just go into Raleigh and you're just a little bit south of that. If you want to, to go in that way. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's one of those places though, that like once you get south of Raleigh and you start getting towards it, you start getting excited, mm -hmm. you know, kind of what's ahead of you. Uh, and doesn't matter whether you're, you know, 14 or 41 or, or, or older, um, you're going to be like Oops. a kid in a can candy store, uh, getting ready to go there. But we should say we have stayed there and stayed at other places as well, which we could probably get into little river homewood suites. We've stayed at a variety of accommodations there. Yeah. Homewood suites was nice. Yeah. Homewood suites is definitely well, except for your brother there, but anyways, we'll leave that out. But um, homewood suites is, is located not far from the resort, but it's, it's one of the other many accommodations that are there. And uh, we should say as well is that, you know, if people are going to go, um, there are a lot of packagers mm -hmm. as well down there. You know, people think of packages, they think of Myrtle Beach and so forth, which is another destination we'll, we'll get to. We've had some recent uh, outreach from our friends there that want to have a little chat about that as well. Um, but there are definitely some accommodations that have packages available. Some of them uh, will have some access to the resort courses, uh, but some of them have a lot of other golf courses that are either they're based at, yeah, or or they will have access to tea time. So I would say, don't shy away. Uh, don't think all of a sudden you have to go there and, and okay, I've got to plan out this trip and I got to book all my you know tea times and whatever. Um, certainly, there are packagers that will help you out oh, um, sure. and and put together. Um, you know, they've got great advice where to go, restaurants, things like that. Um, you know, I know Little River when we went there. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a great spot. So just just north of town there, uh, I believe that was the one we were playing Tobacco Road as well. Uh, uh. But, but Little River, for an example, it, you know, they have their own golf course, um, which is fabulous. You know, you're staying in a hotel condo, you know, nicely priced. Um, you've got spots there where you can get a foursome into, you know, they've got rooms for foursomes. So you, that's the cool part about uh, this area, it, it's designed for golfers. So mm -hmm. they understand golfers. So you're going to see accommodations that are designed for foursomes, eightsomes that, you know, they're not, they're not freaking out when all of a sudden you say we have, you know, we have five foursomes coming in. They're like, okay, that's fine. Um, exactly, and yeah. th so they have the places set up for that. If you want to, you know, a lot of them are, um, you know, they've got, uh, places with kitchens and stuff in there so if you want to drop over to Aberdeen and go to the Piggly Wiggly and pick up a bunch the of food Piggly you, want, Wiggly. you don't want to be go to restaurants oh every, every night um you know you can obviously treat yourself here and there but you know if you want to keep the cost down uh, you you've got that option as well uh, as far as doing that um and like I said a place like Little River for an example uh you know Pine Needles Mid Pines there's a ton of places that have their own accommodations yeah. and have a golf course as well Talamore um where you can basically use their uh, their course as your home base and then kind of go out from there to play other ones. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in the end, it's just about playing as much golf as possible in a lot of cases yeah, and, exactly. and uh, just some great spots. So people should just recognize that, um, yeah, there are packagers there. Um, if, if they need more information on this, they can always reach out to us, but you know, homeofgolf.com is probably the, the best way to go look at it. Sure. Um, but yes, there's different ways to tackle kind of this destination more than anything. So, yeah. And it was some of the courses that we played off, off the Pinehurst property that, uh, were very, um, 
intriguing intriguing to say the least i mean tobacco tobacco road is obviously the one that first popped to mind just because of very remote too like uh, the way we got like the way you go into which is a lot of them are like that but yeah um not much around there you know so tobacco farm um the little nuances there where the, the clubhouse is basically just a small little cottage cottage log house really not really much cabin. to it yeah. the driving range of golf balls came in a little burlap bag and you know it was nothing it just seemed very ho-hum mm-hmm. but it wasn't it was yeah. it was that ho-hum that made it not ho-hum it's, i guess yeah, is the, it's, the point it's you know? well thought out that's yeah sure. and the golf yeah. course is extraordinary obviously something that you just you know you just will not see that no. type of a golf course anywhere around here like just yeah. n- not, not no it's a mike, a mike strand's design um there's a great core crenshaw them in in dormy we played uh seven legs we've i mean there's so many that we played yeah. kind of in that region forest creek which not unfortunately not everybody's going to get access to it's a private club but um there are definitely a few clubs that are uh, private clubs that are around there but you know what if you're looking to fill two days, four days, six days, seven days, you can certainly fill it up. And, you know, there's definitely different budget ranges, which is kind of nice as well. Um, You know, if you want to, if you want to go for the big treats, you know, you can go for the twos, you can do the fours at Pinehurst. Um, You've got that environment as well, where, you know, you can play the cradle. This'll do, which is the putting course at, at Pinehurst the neat part is everybody's a golfer like you look mm-hmm. around yeah and i mean you don't go is... there if you're you don't really go there necessarily if you're no, not you know not really i mean they, they have some amenities and stuff i mean the resort itself obviously has like a spa and there's some different things but in generally most cases you know the people that you're going to see around the village and so forth they're golfers right um there's some people that are there for you know antiquing and stuff but most of the places now, um, you know, there's a couple of breweries there now and things where, you know, brew pubs where people are going to go. Um, if you want to explore the historic aspects of things, um, you know, you can go to the Tufts Archives, which is located at the library in town. You can go look through the whole Donna Ross, all 400 plus golf courses that, you know, he designed. They have all the sketches that are there. Um, it's like a little museum to, to Pinehurst. Um, there's just a lot of cool elements. And if you have an appreciation for history, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just where it's at. And like you said, it's that feeling that you get, that vibe when you're walking the hallways the, at the Carolina and you see all the photos on the wall of Ryder Cups and U.S. Opens. And it's just amazing uh, the history that's been there. And, you know, almost every great player in the game has been through that town. I would, uh, if I had one small little piece of advice for anybody that was that was planning a trip down there, um, the first time that we did it, we we did. I I'm pretty sure we did uh, um, nine courses in eleven days, and we drove there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we drove <laughs> down, we drove back. We did nine courses in eleven days, and that eleven days included the drive down and the drive back. Right. Um, I would, if I were you, uh, gap your time uh, oh, yeah, down definitely. there. Don't yeah. don't do two a days every day. Um, no. You know, do one, do some one a days in there. Do some morning ones. Do some afternoon ones. Give yourself, you know, give yourself some time to explore a little bit the area, uh, whether it's the village itself or whether it's outside the village. Like just kind of give yourself a little bit 
of of breathing time yeah. in there because I you'll agree. appreciate the golf part of it that much more if you throw a little bit of breathing time in. And I felt that first time, you know, we were that was back when we were doing road trips every fall. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We we jammed, we were jamming golf in left, right, and center because you know, we were young and we were full of uh, energy. Bigger. <laughs> you know, and I guarantee by the time we got to about the fifth day, sixth yeah, day, we were starting to burn out and yeah. we still had lots of golf to play. So uh, pace yourself on those trips. Um, you'll appreciate them a lot more. Yeah, it's, it's... is not Myrtle Beach, uh, no. you know, when it comes to um, nightlife you know, and the nightlife side stuff. of it. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot more laid back and a lot more. Uh, in my opinion, anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's parts of Myrtle Beach that you can you can take on that way, but I think yeah, Myrtle Beach is a little bit more go 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 go. Yeah, and, a little bit more commercial. Yeah, um, you know, because obviously Myrtle Beach still has the family element. They still have a lot of people that go there for that are not golf. They're just going there for the beach and and amusement side of thing or whatever. So, um, what you'll find here is you'll find there's less chains and stuff. You'll still find in you know an outback steakhouse or a, yeah. you know or. or dickie's barbecue pit or whatever but um you're more likely to you know have a meal at the magnolia or the 1895 grill or or you know something like that um you know there's like i said there's great spots in in the clubhouse and so forth and and there is definitely some good dining there's some casual stuff if you want to you know go into town but town is when i say town i mean more like aberdeen area yeah the village of pinehurst itself a few pubs small restaurants and so forth but it's not doesn't have that big commercial feel um which is kind of nice people just sort of want to unplug i think again that was one of the golf that was one of the the draws to it is just to kind of you know here we are you're just you're just kind of existing for a little while and yeah uh, and you don't have all that other bright bright sky or bright shiny lights all over the place and malls and stuff like that well I, i think what you said is is a really good thing i mean if you go out and play let's say you play whatever one golf course in the morning or something. I mean, even just being over by that clubhouse and sitting on the porch and, and watching other players tee off on, on number one or number two on the first tee or play the, the cradle or, you know, coming in on 18 and number two, and you see how much enjoyment they're getting out of the game. That's, Mm -hmm. that's part of the fun as well. It's just sitting around and kind of being, that casual i have had that opportunity in a couple other visits where it was just a little bit more casual but you're right that intensity of golf 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 yeah uh, i think you miss you miss the real essence of of the sandhills region if you're you're doing that well we were i think the second trip that we did um where we played number we only played number two um i believe i think we played four and two on that four one. and two and but yeah. we we had caddies the second the second yeah. go around um we also that was when we played the the tar heels course and we played um oh yeah we were up in raleigh we, as well yeah, yeah we yeah, did yeah. sort of a yeah. it was a little yeah. different trip but there was a lot yeah. more the golf was a little bit more spaced out that's when we did yeah. uh, dormy club that that trip yeah. as well uh, and then, of course, we did the sojourn over to uh, Lowe's Motor Speedway for the yep Charlotte um, the you know, over race. Charlotte, yeah. But we had more gap in that schedule than the first time we did it, which was right. oddly enough was right around nine eleven. Um, so that was an that was an interesting trip yeah. as well, right? So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Sean just was over, with us on that one, wasn't he? Yeah, just overall, you know, it, it's a great spot. Whether it's a buddy's trip, a couple's trip um you know you've got some groups and stuff but again you you can really tailor it towards what you want 
um, just just be advised, you know, from a cost perspective, you may have to dig into some of the, you know, the deeper part of the shoulder season to keep your costs down. Um, some of the golf courses are definitely more popular than others. Um, but don't, don't shy away from some of the other ones that are, we'll call them further down the list. Mm -hmm. and, and that goes at the resort as well. Um, you know, we had just as much uh, of a fun time on number one and uh, number three and number oh, five. Oh, yeah, 100%. Of course, the courses that are not Much easier to play. Yeah, I mean, a <laughs> so lot of... A, a lot of people, you know, obviously target two, four, uh, seven, eight, well, probably not seven as much, but uh, eight. Uh, now it'll be nine and 10, cradle and so forth. But the other ones, mix them in. You'll enjoy them too. One I mean, and three like, were one and three were fun. I I, yeah. I enjoy those a little bit shorter. Uh, sure, the greens, older, the green yeah. complexes are obviously very upside down salad bowlish and, and yeah. very tough uh, short courses. So no, no, no pushovers, just don't have no. the... The yeah, notoriety just, behind right. them, I guess. Yeah, but they're in the same environment. You're still getting all that sand. Yep. I mean, the region why it's called the Sand Hills region is it's all sand underneath mm -hmm. there, it's a, which is the beautiful part. So the turf is way different. So again, it has that feel between the combination of the turf, the trees, just, you know, just something to it. Um, yeah. So, you know, just overall, like I said, um, worth investigating when people ask, you know, where's a good fall destination to go to, definitely send them to the Sandhills region, but also don't tell them, you know, you have to go to the resort to play. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, a lot of people obviously want to knock that off the list. And even if they go there and don't play it, they'll probably want to go back and play it at some point. Um, yeah. But you can enjoy that region uh, without necessarily playing there. And I know a lot of people that have gone, done the big trip, you know, stayed at the resort, stayed at one of their properties, played, you know, two, four, you know, a number of courses there, but they've also, a lot of those people have gone back and done other trips to the region and just played a lot of the other courses as yeah. well. Maybe visit the clubhouse, maybe hop over to the Carolina and have a drink at the Ryder Cup bar. Um, you know, they're still around it, um, but you can enjoy it. So uh, yeah, anyways, that's, that's, those are my thoughts. All right. Well, I think, I think let's, let's, let's make it a point of at least considering the discussion that we, uh, that we go make back. Return. Sure. And I we make it. a return. We go back. So because now now you got me excited about it. <laughs> it's hard not to be. We haven't done a trip. I mean, honestly, you've gone places obviously since yeah. since COVID uh passed by and all that's so well passed by, but <laughs> since forget, forget I even brought it up. Um since COVID uh shut everything down for so long, you've done a few trips, but I think yep. we haven't done a trip uh in a long time. Um and uh maybe it's time that we did that again i mean i have i also have a a young son that's a avid golfer that that maybe might want to jump into the uh be a the third wheel, a third okay. wheel to jump into a trip like that i'm sure that he'd appreciate uh i don't understand something about him is he 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 really far more appreciates the golf courses that he plays when they're like the when he gets to play the 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 golf courses that have the history he mm. very much appreciates where he is more than he cares about what he shoots which makes him perfect for these kinds of trips because Love we've that. played um um i've i've been i think i've discussed this before he's you know he's uh dealing with a hip issue and uh finally had surgery on that hip uh yesterday and uh is now recovering from it but leading into that really wanted to play Oh, yeah. Get some last hurrahs yes. of golf. And he had sort of his, he, he created his bucket list. 
his his pre-surgical bucket list. And I tried as, the best that I could to kind of put as many, get as many of those uh, golf courses on his bucket list uh, taken care of before the surgery, because, you know, now he's not going to sure. likely play again until next spring. Um, and we played our smugglers match that we talked about. And obviously smugglers getting back there and playing again was one of the, yeah. the courses he wanted to get on. That was easy enough. Um, but then he also had Royal Ottawa and Hunt Club were on this list. <laughs> and as we know, Royal Ottawa is very private. Hunt Club's very private. And yes, mm -hmm. we are in the industry here and and we do have a few contacts. But I generally don't like to call in favors or ask to play sure. golf courses. I just don't yep. feel right about it. But in this case, I did. And I made a couple of calls. And, and it was, um, I have to say, um, huge thanks to uh, Derek McDonald um and uh and his wife uh jenny um for uh for playing for derek for arranging for us to play royal ottawa and for the royal ottawa for allowing us to get out there and play uh we got out there to play last weekend and uh it was awesome i just i'd forgotten i hadn't played it in probably 15 years uh yeah. maybe even longer yeah um, and it's i mean and it you know, for a historic club, it gets better all the time. That oh, practice facility is amazing. Just loved it. Had a great yeah. time playing there. So much fun. Yeah. Um, but he really appreciated the golf course that he was on. Like he awesome. appreciated the that. history of what he was seeing. And then the next day, um, you know, again, special thanks to Mark Peterson uh, and the Hunt Club uh, for uh, for getting us out to play there. We we were able to get out and play uh, the Hunt Club. We played the uh, the Northwest combination. Yep. which was amazing. Uh, I haven't played the North course in forever. Like this mm -hmm. is going back to almost time when I started. You forget the how good it is. That North course is yeah. something special. Underrated. Like it really don't, it is very much. And nobody talks about it because it's yeah. not the tournament course. It's not right. the, yeah. now back when I originally played it, it was like the red, the gold and the blue course. Right. Yeah. Um, but that combination, that was, that was yeah, just amazing. Had, and again, he had an amazing time. I'd played you know the north the the tournament course the uh the uh, um east west i guess it would be southwest, or the south west. southwest yep. um i played that combination last year sure. uh, and yep. uh loved it obviously but this was great get out and play so you got two two of the bucket list courses there's a yeah. couple more on that list but we ran out of time and that's and good to hear i ran that out of energy yeah that's, <laughs> four that's rounds good. of golf in four days for me was wow. uh oh my god a little bunch um yeah, I, I really like to hear that actually because I mean, too many people, unfortunately, I think judge their their experience at golf courses based on how they played. Yes, rather than really appreciating what's in front of them. And as you know, you know, when we go on the road trips and stuff, yeah, we like to play well. Everybody it ain't about how well. we play. No, it, you love to see it. You love to get into the nuances of it to basically be able to one appreciate it and two bring that information back for our golf community and to be able to inform them and let them know. So uh, well, exactly. yeah, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that for him. Which that's makes awesome. him road trip worthy. It does. Yes. It does. So, so you hear that See, Brandon, people, Brandon, people... if you're listening to the podcast after yeah. we, after we release this, your road trip worthy material. Yeah. People are finding out how they can uh, be road trip worthy. They all think they have to be good golfers. No, but, you know, appreciate. You have to be able to appreciate yeah where you are more so than how you play. That's what 100%. makes you road trip worthy. Love it. It makes you more fun to be with. 
And on that note, <laughs> All right. uh, let's put a wrap on uh, on this episode of the Flagstick Podcast. A uh, great little discussion in the back nine and really awesome talk. We're going to have more of these. This is the, yeah, this is the way coming. things are going to be going through into the, um, we'll call it the shoulder season of golf for us, even though there's still tons of golf left to play. Yep. Um, but we're going to have more conversations like this, more discussions about places we've been, equipment, things we like to do, people we meet. You know, it's it's going to be a little bit different moving forward, and and we're glad that you're all uh, you're all here to to take it in with us. So that's a wrap. Thanks, of course, to our sponsors: Metcalf Golf Club, Castleview Golf Club, Kevin Haim Golf Center, uh, and our presenting sponsor this week: Adidas, introducing the Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Event Footwear to help golfers handle the sweltering heat this season. <laughs> The collection features a mix of silhouettes for men and women with heat-ready and no-show technology to help keep golfers cool and dry so they can perform their best. Both the ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available at Adidas Golf, Adidas, Adidas.ca and the Adidas app, as well as select retailers worldwide. Well, I'm glad you're uh, enjoying and watching and listening. Uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, X, and Facebook. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Do not forget to hit us up on the YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell, and make sure you never miss a single episode ever. Get over to flagstick.com for even a more, more amazing golf content delivered every, every single day. day. Every day. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I am Jeff Botter. And I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick.